everybody. To mask or not to mask. Welcome to GFBS, where Grand Fork's best source, David Waterman, with the Midwest Public Health Coalition, on the show again today. You asked for it. He's back after last week's show. What a great show. And we'll be uh, talking with him here in just a couple of minutes. Show today brought to you by Executive Properties. You know, if you're one of those people, kind of like me, kind of procrastinate a little bit, you've been putting off that remodel or maybe something new around the house long enough, tell you what, just call Executive Properties and get it done. They do all types of commercial and residential work. I mean, they do it everything. Whether you need some concrete poured or maybe you need a new bathroom or a kitchen remodel, cabinets, trim, tile, you get the picture. Executive Properties does it all. They'll take the time to listen to what you want done. They're going to do it the way you want it done, and they're going to do it the right way. Barry Romo and the crew, they have got tons of experience. They offer some senior and referral discounts. They're willing to work with any budget. And you know, winter's coming up. Executive Properties does snow removal, too. For all your general contractor needs, call them up. Executive Properties, 701-330-1273, or check out their website, executiveproperties.org. And look at, the, look at their reviews, too, on Facebook and Google. You're going to love their work. Executive Properties, your one-stop company that can do it all for you. All right, before we get going, uh, time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Kind of a joke today from my neighbor. Uh, I was told that wearing a mask and gloves would be enough during this outbreak. So I went to the store the other day, and that's when I was told that pants and a shirt were also required. And Paul, the producer, went AWOL, so he couldn't even comment on that one. By the way, if you want to call or text during the show today, if you have any questions for David Waterman, our phone number is 701-213-0863. I'm sure the phone lines are going to be lighting up here as soon as Paul brings it back in, but... um, uh midwest public health coalition david welcome back to the show thank you john it's good to be here how'd your week go for you uh busy (laughs) yeah actually it's been busy yep uh you have uh kind of been like on this media tour lately haven't you it seems like it yeah right it's (laughs) which is good because um because obviously the reason for I, i don't know if i really explained it that much the last time i was here john the reason uh that midwest public health coalition exists is because of the tremendous amount of misinformation and disinformation and downright lying that's uh, taking place around the country regarding uh, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who gets it, who's susceptible, um, how many cases are there, how many deaths are there uh, that are all attributed to this disease. And, and so, uh, so we are a group of uh, health professionals, scientists, and concerned and informed citizens mm-hmm. who uh, have taken it upon ourselves to explain to people, to let let the public know. Wait a minute, you don't don't believe everything you hear in the news, because, right? Uh, regarding COVID nineteen, most of it's not true. Yeah, and, and and you know, I'm looking at your pamphlets. Um, these aren't just opinions. What you put in your pamphlets, these no, are scientific facts, scientific truths. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we've spent a. a tremendous amount of time reviewing um, and collecting scientific studies and uh, and reviews of scientific studies by scientists and doctors mm-hmm. who really understand how this all works, who don't have a political agenda that they're pushing. They're just saying, look, these are the facts. This is what's really going on with this this virus. Um, and, and when you start looking into that, it becomes very, very disturbing. That's what happened with us. And we said, you know what? S- someone's got to tell people mm-hmm. <laughs> that all this information exists. There is real science that's, uh, that, that we can look at and understand uh, what should be our, our correct response and uh, what's really not a good response to this virus or any virus uh, that has these kinds of characteristics. And so... Um, the fact that 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 there has been such an enormous overreaction um, that's been continually promoted uh, in by the press uh, it tells us that there's got to be something else going on here. It's not just a matter; they're not trying to protect our health. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, that's kind of another issue. Um, but but our focus is to let people know, you know, uh, if you're an average, if you're an, a relatively healthy individual, mm-hmm. your chance of of contracting COVID and getting sick from it is very, very small. And if you do get sick and you're relatively healthy, um, your chances of recovery are very, very great. You know, we've got some numbers. Uh, 
pertaining to that, for those who get very sick, uh, safe and effective and inexpensive treatment is available. Uh, But doctors have been ordered not to prescribe it. Is this a true statement? It is true. I I spoke with uh, a doctor a few weeks ago, and he said that he got a uh, a letter from, uh, I believe it was from the American Medical Association, saying that he was forbidden from prescribing hydroxychloroquine for the treatment of COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2. And I said, wow, have you... uh, I said, "How you got a letter saying you can't do it?" He said, "That's right." I said, "Have you ever gotten a letter like that for any other drug, any other illness?" He said, "Never." In thirty, thirty some years of practice, he's never had a letter like that. So that's odd. And I asked him uh, because because uh, it's uh, it's very commonly prescribed. Hydroxychloroquine is commonly uh, prescribed mm-hmm. for. Um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, yep, yep. or uh, other other kinds of uh, um, trying to think uh, what the other uh, there's a there's a pretty common um, common disease. I can't think of the, the the other one right now, but it's as well as for preventing malaria and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an extremely safe drug. It's been prescribed to pregnant women and children, and it's even been given to babies. Uh, very very safe. So. I asked him about prescribing for hydroxy for for COVID nineteen, and he said that's off label use. And the difference between on label use and off label use is that on label use is the drug manufacturer says this drug has been approved to treat these uh, okay these, <clears throat> these illnesses. Mm-hmm. But off label use is when the doctor says, "Okay, I know what this drug is. I know how it works." And you come in with X Y as your symptoms, and I know that because of the way that this drug works in your body. This actually will work to treat your condition, whatever it happens to be. So the doctor prescribes it, even though it doesn't say on the label that it will treat that. But the doctor, mm-hmm. because he understands how the drug works, mm-hmm. he goes ahead and treats you with that anyway. That's called off-label use. Okay. If, if you're treated by a doctor with a medication off-label, the doctor then assumes responsibility for any negative repercussions that might come to you. Right? That's on him. So he's liable for that. And doctors do it all the time. Yeah, I, I would think that there would be some doctors kind of wrestling with their ethical, moral codes or whatever, knowing, uh, you know, maybe they're thinking to themselves, you know, I could probably help this person, but I'm not allowed to. Exactly. And so so if you're prescribing, if you're a doctor, you're prescribing on label and the customer has a, the customer, the, the, the patient has a negative reaction or if it, if it causes a serious injury or death. The doctor prescribed it on label, so the, the, the liability at that point would lie with the drug manufacturer, not with the doctor. Sure. If he prescribes for off-label use, then it's with him. And so his statement to me, the doctor I was talking with, said, I don't know why the AMA would suddenly be concerned about me prescribing something off-label when the liability is going to be with me anyway if I prescribe it right. off-label. You know, it's the drug companies, the big pharmaceutical companies and all that. Um, you know, we, I've had issues with them for many years, but uh, it's such as a weird deal. And another thing I wanted to hit at, uh, you were talking about, you know, if you're relatively healthy, uh, no underlying health issues or anything like that. Uh, some of the numbers I was reading, uh, I uh, anyway, uh, 95% of people who get infected either won't get sick or will have very mild symptoms that will go away quickly. Now, we had mentioned this last week, too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I've had it. Uh, I know a lot of people that think they have had it. And there's a lot of people out there that probably, if they went and got tested, would have it. But they have no idea. They feel fine. And and I I think a lot of these these mass testing events are just, they're just scaring the crap out of everybody because now all of a sudden there, there could be somebody that feels fine. They think they're great, but now they find out they have COVID and their whole world turns upside down because quarantines, their family, the people they've been around with or associate with. Uh, I think that these, I, I think they should just do away with these mass testing events myself. Uh, so I, really quickly, uh, so my wife has uh, family members uh, out of town and they were around people, so they got tested. And they tested positive, you know, for COVID. So they're going into quarantine. And so I asked her, I was like, are they sick? She said, no, they didn't say they were. But, but they're positive. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, and I, I have to admit, I was going to make a phone call 
uh, before the show. I'll have to make it now after the show. Um, but I'm, I'm planning on calling. Well, I'm not going to say who I'm going to call because I don't want to put them on, on notice. Okay. I actually make a call. <laughs> uh, but um, the, 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 the testing thing, testing positive and case numbers, all of that is being, those numbers are being thrown around. They're being looked at by city officials and, and other people who make decisions uh, for our, our city and our state. Um, and I don't know if they really understand what they're looking at. Uh, the, the, ta- the test that, that, that we talked about last time, the, the test that's being used to determine whether somebody has COVID or not, is the, uh, it's the RT-PCR test. Okay. And a lot, you hear a lot of people say, yeah, well, we use a PCR test and it did this. The RT-PCR test, is a, it's a brilliant uh, uh, technique. Um, it, it, it stand, it, if you want to know the fancy term, if it, it's, it's uh, reverse transcription polymerase, uh, polymerase uh, chain reaction. And it's a technique that's used to, um, to take DNA and make it multiply uh, so that it can be studied. So if you're looking at an, an ancient bone or if you're looking at uh, cancer cells mm-hmm. or something that you, and you just, you just have a little bit of that material, you can use the RT-PCR uh, process to cause that DNA to replicate itself. And every time you do it, they're, they're called cycles. It's a heating and cooling cycle that goes on and they, the, the, the polymerase and... Uh, transmutase, which is where the transcription comes from, uh, are both enzymes that are used to cause that, uh, that DNA to replicate itself. And every time you do a cycle, uh, it doubles the number of, uh, of uh, DNA molecules mm-hmm. in the sample that you have. And so once you've done it 20 times, I think it's 20 times or just over 20 times, there are, you've got over a million times more than you had to start with. So it's really, really great for scientific research. My understanding is that the inventor of the PCR test did did not think that it was appropriate to use for determining uh, a, a viral illness or even viral load because mm-hmm. DNA is a molecule, and if you have, in other words, you can have. So if you got if you got COVID nineteen, your body killed it uh, because you your immune system is working the way that it's supposed to, and you're healthy. Um, you're now going to have particles of that. COVID virus in your body that you will eventually be uh, gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. But if there are any dead particles of the COVID virion in your body, and then you get tested, the PCR test will find those and amplify them and you'll test positive. Sure. The test can't tell you whether you're sick or not, whether you, and, yeah. and dead particles can't make you sick. They can't make anybody else sick. So for you to then go into quarantine is absolutely ridiculous. In fact, it's worse than ridiculous. I think it's it borders on a criminal because now you can't work for two weeks. Yep, and support your family. And so why? So so the question is, why are they even looking at that? Worse yet, if you test positive, John, they'll call that a case. Yeah. Well, that's not a case because you're not sick. You know, when somebody says, uh, "Yeah, Johnny's got a case of the measles, right?" Or he got a bad case of the chicken pox. That means he's sick. Mm-hmm. Case means you're sick. Sure. But now, case just means he tested positive, and I think something like ninety for ninety percent of the the positive tests end up uh, those people don't get sick. Right. Right. And, and another problem I have with these mass testing events, uh, and we've all heard the stories. In fact, um, uh, I know somebody real well that knows two people that signed up for one of these events waited in line for about two hours. Uh, they had already signed up, and they decided, you know what, I'm not going to sit around here anymore. And they went home and got a call that night saying they had both tested positive without taking the test. Now, <laughs> what do you say about that? <laughs> you say, what's going on here? Um, there must be a lot of incompetence mm-hmm. uh, at the, on the part of the medical establishment who's handling that or the lab that's doing it, or... Maybe it's not incompetence. Maybe there's something nefarious at yes. work okay. behind this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's an agenda that somebody has. And a lot of people are thinking that too. It's sure, boy, it's sure, you know, the old expression, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Now, another thing is I think a lot of our government leaders 
Uh, we're going to talk, well, for an example, a Democratic NPL gubernatorial candidate, Shelley Lenz, uh, says she would have mandated masks a long time ago in Grand Forks. We have got a couple of county commissioners that think everybody needs to wear a mask and stay home and not go anywhere and, and just be a recluse. But a lot of these, I think, uh, government leaders, all they're doing is basing things on their opinion and not doing and maybe not reading um, some of the literature from Midwest Public Health Coalition about the true facts. And don't you think just because you are, uh, you know, in power of some kind, if you're if you're a government, whatever, don't you think you should? I mean, if you're going to state your opinion, don't you think it should be that and just say this is my opinion and not say you guys need to be doing all this stuff because that's all it is—is is their opinion. It is their it is their opinion. The question is, where does that opinion come from? Exactly. Um, I was on a program yesterday, and the 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 host asked me, "CEO, why should anybody listen to you? You're not a doctor. You're not a scientist. You're not a lawyer." And I said, "Yeah, that's true." But as we said the last time I was here, truth is truth, no matter who's saying it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have any. Um, special uh, inside information that nobody else can get. The, the information that we've been evaluating for the last several months um, is available pretty much to a- anyone. Uh, the, uh, the internet is, uh, is a great source of, uh, of garbage, but it's also, it can also be used to find the truth about sure. these things. And so I go to the CDC website, I go to the World Health uh, Organization website. Let me just read something um, this is from the, the, the CDC. It says, um, operational considerations for personal protective equipment during the context of global supply shortages for coronavirus disease 2019. Uh, let's see, this came out. This is uh, October 5th. It says, alert, CDC does not recommend or endorse any strategies for personal protective equipment use that differ from standard infection prevention and control practice, IPC practice. The CDC uh, does not consider cloth masks to be personal protective equipment. This is, a, this is a pamphlet that I printed out from the World Health Organization called Advice on the Use of Masks in the Context of COVID-19, June 5th, Interim Guidance. On page 8, it says a non-medical mask, and they refer to a non-medical math, uh, non-medical also referred to as fabric in this document, masks or cloth mm-hmm. mask. A non-medical mask is neither a medical device nor personal protective equipment. They state, I mean, you've got to yep. look through it's all this stuff PPE. to get to the, it's not PPE. So if it's not PPE, that means it will not protect you and it will not protect anyone else. Mm-hmm. So the question is, why are they recommending yeah. that people wear them? And furthermore, why are certain retailers and and businesses mandating that their employees wear them, and in some cases, that their customers wear them. Mm-hmm. They're not PPE. They, can, In other words, they can't protect you. And CDC knows that. World Health Organization knows that. A bunch of scientists who've studied them know that. But they're not telling the public. Right. They're saying, mask up, mask up. You're not a man if you don't wear a mask. Or or maybe you're not, maybe you're not uh, an idiot if you don't wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're not f- fooled. Who? Maybe you're not someone who just goes along with whatever you're told if you don't wear a mask because maybe you know better. Now, I know there are people that don't wear masks just because they don't like them, and I think they have a right not to wear a mask because they don't like them. Mm-hmm. They don't have to know that masks don't work. To make it worse, John, and this is the thing that really steams me, not only is it a violation of our freedoms and liberties as American citizens to mm-hmm. walk around and breathe fresh air when we want to, but masks aren't neutral. They are harmful. Mm-hmm. Wearing a cloth mask throughout the day is actually dangerous. And for some people, it's very dangerous. For other people, I mean, the danger is, okay, you get low carbon, uh, low, uh, high, high carbon dioxide, low oxygen levels in your blood. Um, but for some people, it can actually cause and has caused lung damage. Uh, it can actually exacerbate a heart condition to the point that if you already have heart disease, having low oxygen levels sure. can actually induce a heart attack, mm-hmm. which can kill you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I think a lot of these businesses are probably uh, mandating the mask because they're just trying to look good uh, in front right. of the media because, you know, the media doesn't have the greatest uh, reputation lately. But, um, and again, they're making these, you know, they're making these rash, harsh decisions. Uh, I don't think without looking into the real 
the real information out there. But yeah, the, uh, the I was uh, watching this video. Um, I can't remember what the source was of it, but it was a couple of ladies that worked for OSHA and talking about how OSHA has like kind of not gone with their recommendations that they've been using since before COVID even happened. Because apparently, according to like OSHA guidelines, if you're in a business, you're not supposed to be wearing a mask for a certain amount of uh, period of time because of those health-related risks. And now the people that are speaking out on it are getting fired. From, from OSHA? Yeah. Yeah. So that's another, that's another point. We talked about the, you know, if it looks like a duck, um, why is it that doctors are actually fearful of speaking out publicly? Uh, why is it that doctors are being fired? Doctors have been fired for publicly uh, addressing some of these issues. Um, fired from their jobs. Yeah. Uh, for stating their opinion, even though it's, it's, it's more than an opinion because it's an opinion based on medical science. And, and so, so we have to ask ourselves, we have to be willing to step back and, and say, what is going on here? Why is this... This has never happened in my lifetime. I'm not aware of anything like this ever happening in the history of our country mm-hmm. where medical professionals and scientists, I know a scientist who, who called me the other day and he said because of the research that he did, this is a gentleman with a PhD, very bright individual, looked into the studies that have been done on cloth masks and their effectiveness or their ineffectiveness, their safety or their, the, the danger that they impose to the wearer especially over extended periods of time. An extended period of time would be more than an hour. Mm -hmm. And he said that he's now at risk of losing his job. Wow. He's hired as a scientist, but Mm -hmm. because he he wrote down what he found, he's now at risk of losing his job. What in the world is going on? Yeah, science usually doesn't lie. I mean, science is science. And people, this is not the black death of the 14th century. Uh, it's not that bad. And we'll be back with uh, David Waterman here in just a second. You know, there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. Now I'm hungry. Uh, that's where Over Heaven's Cakes comes in. The best cupcakes for special occasions or just a treat. Uh, they make incredible specialty items by order. Or you can just walk in to find out more. And to tell you what, while you're there, uh, they've got some great homemade lunch and soup. They've got keto, gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options for you. And uh, maybe if you're a business owner and you want to treat your employees for being so good, well, check out their monthly employee discounts. Over Heaven's Cakes on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4. Saturdays from 9 to noon. Uh, 9 to noon. You can call them 701-757-CAKE. That's 757-2253. Or go to overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. You know what? Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for heaven's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. As we are back now with David Waterman from the Midwest Public Health Coalition. I have John, a couple I, of... I'm sorry, can I say something? You can sure. I, my wife just had a birthday. Okay. And she's, she's gluten intolerant. Mm-hmm. She got a birthday cake from Oh, for heaven's cakes that was gluten free. It was fantastic. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> my wife does the same you thing. Didn't, right. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't get paid for that, but I just, that's a non-paid endorsement. Good. Hopefully they're watching that. Um... <laughs> To mask or not to mask? Now, some of these numbers might be a week old or whatever, but, um, you know, we are lucky in North Dakota. Uh, we're one of 15 Republican-led states where masks are not mandated. Uh, and another thing people don't realize is you think, okay, I've tested positive for COVID. The recovery rate is like 99.7%, and that might be off just a little bit in the last week or so, but... Um, is it really any worse than the flu if you were to contact it or test positive if you think you're sick? No, I don't think it is. I mean, again, that's that's my non-medical. I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. But if you die from something, um, you, you, if you die from COVID-19, you're no more dead than if you died from the flu. It's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> but for some reason, it seems to be bigger mm-hmm. if it's COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, here's the CDC. I don't know if you can, this is, uh, let's see, CDC estimates from October 1st, 2019 to April 4th, 2020, um, on, uh, influenza sicknesses and deaths. And this is what they, this is what they say. Um, in that period of time. So we're now back in that for 2020, right? Cause we're in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, they anticipate 39. You want to take a guess how many flu illnesses? 
39 million, between 39 million to 56 million illnesses from the flu. Excuse me, 18 million to 26 million medical visits caused by the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, 410 to 740,000 flu hospitalizations and between 24,000 and 62,000 flu deaths. We know because of the latest um, uh, re- uh, report by the, excuse me, the CDC. I have it here. This is out of Atlanta, Georgia, WEYI. The Centers for Disease Control released information showing how many people who died from COVID-19 had comorbidities or underlying conditions, as they're sometimes referred to by doctors. And, and what they basically say is that 94% of COVID-19 deaths had underlying medical conditions. Sure. Which means that you can't say, well, that was a COVID death mm-hmm. because they could have died from any number of these But they are saying it. Because, because, COVID, because they tested positive mm-hmm. for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that these people who tested positive for COVID-19 who had underlying medical conditions and then died, died from these underlying medical conditions. And the COVID tests that turned out positive just showed that they were positive. Mm-hmm. They might not even have been sick from COVID nineteen, right? So they could have died from from uh, pneumonia that wasn't necessarily caused by COVID nineteen, and they could have died from heart disease or any number of other sure. things. So, so when you look at that ninety four percent, and you say, "Wow!" So, in other words, according to the CDC, according to their own numbers, only six percent of the deaths that they've been listing on their website mm-hmm. as with COVID deaths with COVID were really caused by COVID. Right. And so that's that's between, I, I think at the time I looked at it a month ago, it was like um, 9.6 thousand, 9,600. So let's say it's double that. Let's say mm-hmm. it's 20,000. Death count is still underneath the uh, the flu deaths uh, for, for the last flu season. Right. They, they estimate between 24,000 and 62,000. I'm not trying to do numbers soup here, but... These are the numbers. They are the numbers. From the CDC who mm-hmm. recommends that people wear masks. They say this is a huge pandemic and, um, and, and we all have to be terrified. I really appreciated when President Trump said, uh, look, don't be scared by COVID. Don't let it run your life. And then I don't know if you saw some of the other news, the news outlets that oh, yeah. went out and said, he just killed people by yeah. saying that. <laughs> He's a murderer it's, because it's a. I mean, it's, it's insanity. I mean, there's the, the, where is the reason? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we do COVID updates every morning on our morning updates, and uh, I would say probably at least ninety five percent, if not higher, of deaths that they say are COVID nineteen related all had underlying health issues. Uh, very, very rarely do they say that they didn't have any health under you know health issues. Exactly. So. Uh, one of the other things I heard too, and again, don't quote me on this. I mean, I just uh, like listen to different, you know, social media sources or podcasts and all kinds of different things. But uh, one of them was saying that there were five deaths in New York, and so they still had everything on lockdown. And it's like five deaths out of twenty million people, or something. You know, yeah, like, they didn't tell you how many people were shot in the streets that night that died, but uh, exactly, you could have nine bullet holes in you, and they're going to blame it on COVID if and, you tested positive. <laughs> And just like you said, I mean, nobody's asking the questions, you know, uh, so my wife is pregnant and we went in to go get the uh, ultrasound. And so I asked the lady doing the the ultrasound thing. I'm not sure what her title is exactly. Um, but I asked her, you know, if we could get a note so she wouldn't have to wear a mask at work because of the, you know, risk that it could have on an unborn, you know, with not with having to wear that thing all day. And she just said, well, you're going to have to ask your doctor. I've never heard anything about that. I'm like, well, you know, you'd think that you would have at least heard mm-hmm. somebody have this discussion. So so you would think that. And one of the things that I've found is that uh, medical professionals aren't always up to date on the latest sure. medical information. Um, and that's, that's partly just because um, they're busy. Mm-hmm. Right, so I don't fault them for that uh, if they're actually actively trying to stay up to date. But there are certain things that they need to know, especially in the context of COVID nineteen. So, Paul, since you mentioned that, I'm just going to read something. This is a, a, a health report that's written by a, a Dr. Russell Blaylock, and um, he's got uh, 43 different references. He, he references 43 uh, studies, uh, or at least maybe maybe he references a couple of the studies twice, but. Here's what he says. Um, uh, 
atherosclerosis or arteriosclerosis, sclerosis means hardening or mm-hmm. scarring, right? Just like um, multiple sclerosis, that's multiple scars. Yeah, or, or sclerosis of the liver and yeah, right, things like right. that. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Begins during childhood. And intermittent hypoxia has been linked to aggressive atherosclerosis. Inter, I'm going to read that again. Intermittent means on and off. Hypoxia means low blood oxygen levels has been linked to aggressive atherosclerosis. I've seen very many young children wearing masks despite the fact, the fact that most states don't require children under age 11 to wear masks. Wearing masks exposes these children to the risk of infections because, as noted, masks worn for prolonged periods absorb a significant amount of moisture that acts as a culture medium for viruses and bacteria. The danger is even greater during the summer. As far as pregnant women are concerned, he says this, pregnant women are also told, even by their obstetricians, that they should wear masks. This is incredibly irresponsible because it is known that hypoxia during pregnancy can produce lifelong neurological and behavior problems in the child. Mm. And he references his, uh, his sources, um, two studies, one that was done in 1996 and another one that was done in 2018. Some of the problems include lower brain weight, delayed brain development, abnormal brain connections, impaired learning and memory, altered gene expression, and altered brain chemistry. Studies of mask wearing by pregnant women is often carried on for only a short time, a uh, short term, with careful monitoring of oxygen levels and CO2 levels throughout the testing period for fear of harming the baby. So do you think maybe on a, if you go buy a box of these paper masks, they should put a warning on them like they do with tobacco, alcohol, and all of these other things? Because they're not telling us everything. Uh, I I mean, it's basically just overblown fear-mongering. You know, maybe there should be warning labels on these masks because they don't do what certain people think that they do. And I've seen there's some some of the boxes actually say does not protect against COVID-19. Okay. uh, Or SARS or something. I I, I can't remember what I I was uh, a couple months ago that I saw that. Here's his final statement. Uh, Pregnant women normally have reduced CO2 levels, which is the body's way of protecting the growing baby from hypercapnia, which is low, uh, excuse me, high uh, CO2 levels. But that means that even normal to slightly, slightly elevated CO2 during pregnancy can potentially harm the baby. So I think that's a very serious thing. I would like to know if I was an attorney, I would probably have an opinion on who's liable who would be at who would be at risk of a lawsuit if a woman has a, a child who's damaged, injured while they're in the womb um, f- because the woman was forced to wear a mask during mm-hmm. pregnancy? I, I'd like to know who that is. Maybe there's an attorney listening and he can call in and tell us. All right. Uh, again, and if you want to call in or text us, 701-213-0863. Uh, let's see. Craig's watching. Sean, Casey, Charles. Hey, Chuck. Uh, Brandon, Simon, Russ, we do have a, a question from Melanie. Do you know if the government officials could be sued for not stating a disclaimer about the fact that wearing a mask can cause serious harm as pharmaceutical companies state all of the harmful side effects? And there you go. So I wonder if that's a fact. If, if, if Maybe can government officials, well, we know they probably can't, but uh, you can't really sue them because they're not, Telling you everything. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see here. Side what? effects of using their drug to protect themselves from lawsuits since the scientific information that you have quoted are available to everyone, even the general public. Can the government officials and health department workers and hospitals, such as the Sanford Hospital representative, promoting mask use be held accountable for crimes against humanity for promoting masks and not stating their potential harm to the public. Well, I think that they, I think that they should be because um, if you're going to force somebody to do something, you better be absolutely certain that what you're forcing them to do is not going to hurt them. Right, right. Yeah, if you're going to make them do it, tell them why. Well, not just tell them why, because they're telling people why. Well, we've well, got to stop COVID. We got to wear but, it to protect yourself and your neighbor. Yeah, but the but, scientific but, facts, why? But if you don't know for certain that what you're telling them to do uh, is safe for them, mm-hmm. 
then you are at risk. Right. I, I think that anybody would be at risk. There's a, there's a, uh, I saw an attorney, um, uh, got a link to a, a video that was made by an attorney who was currently working with other attorneys and they're investigating and they're planning on bringing lawsuits, uh, against some pretty big, uh, players in this mm-hmm. whole thing because they are putting people at risk. They're causing great harm. The, the, both the social and the economic damage that's been done by this overreaction to COVID-19 is cl- clearly criminal. Right. Uh, the number of people, what we, because of the way that we've reacted, you would think that there are dead bodies lying in the streets yeah. over yeah. this thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just uh, see it, you know, and... Five years from now, we're going to have all those commercials on TV. Were you subject to this mask wearing? <laughs> oh, and boy. Calls yeah. Johnson and Johnson. And, mm-hmm. you know. and in that case, I would agree with them. I'd say, yeah, get on the phone and make the call. Yeah. Uh, because, because it's really it, the fact that people are being harmed, people are being harmed physically, emotionally, um, relationally. They're forcing people to watch their loved ones die at a distance because yeah. they're not allowed to go in and hold their hand right. in their, their final days of life. I mean, this is, this is evil. Yeah, parents being separated from their newborn children because uh, that's the case with my son. Uh, he tested positive. Uh, he's fine. He's out of quarantine and everything now. He was sick for a little while, but just stayed at home sick. But he was supposed to stay away from his daughter, who's a little over a year old, and his wife. And and we talked about this last week, and and they even got quarantine longer than him, and he tested positive, and they were both negative. But it's separating families, it's separating businesses. Uh, you know, just do the things if you're worried about it. You know, wash your hands, disinfect your hands, cough into your arm, uh, take multivitamins, vitamin D, zinc, selenium, uh, and and just be careful. You don't have to wear a mask. That's that's not your savior. You know, and I. I so this is kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, but, um, and I'm not trying to put my daughter's teacher on spot or anything here, but we had our parent teacher conferences and I asked the question of how are the kids handling the uh, COVID and the mask wearing and her response, which I can understand why she would probably say, it, cause depending on what parent you're talking to, but she said, yeah, you know, they're making sure that they're, they're doing their distancing and they're, they're wearing their masks when they're doing this and that. And, and I just wanted, I was like, no, I don't want to know how they're handling the protocol. I want to know how they are reacting to it. Are they like, is, is their attitude good? I mean, are like, are they sad? Are they depressed? Like I wanted to know those things. I didn't want to know, are they following instructions? You know, want to know how they're doing say? upstairs? Yeah, how exactly. they doing in the head? And what did she tell you? Well, I didn't go that far. Give her the chance. Like, I'm just not gonna go down this rabbit hole right now. <laughs> well, then let me. Can I answer that, Paul? I got this uh, text from a from a mother, and she wrote this, and I'm changing the names uh, to protect the innocent. Literally, mm-hmm. I have a sad story. Just last night alone, two high school boys, both tough football players, talked to Jenny her daughter, and they were crying, crying. One of her best friend's moms talked to me Sunday and said her daughter, Patty, cries all the time. Jenny said Patty couldn't quit crying last night at skating practice. These kids are having total emotional breakdowns, yet they can't explain in words exactly why. Jenny asks, and they just say, I don't know. They're all scared to speak up because they're afraid that the superintendent of schools Mm -hmm. will then do the opposite of what they want. What they want is I'm just going to just kind of editorialize for Mm -hmm. a second here Mm -hmm. is they want this masks mandate, the mask things to go away, the social distancing to go away, all this nonsense to go away, which it should. Um, They think that he'll do the opposite of what they want and say that if this is too hard, they all need to stay home full time. Yeah. Making things worse. Jenny said the stress of doing something wrong at school and being locked down is getting hard. Yeah, and if it's not like it's hard enough already being a high schooler, you know, a teenager, uh, just the everyday life, now you throw something like this in there. You know, it's and it probably will be a while, but it's time to return to the old normal. I mean, I'm, I'm so sick of hearing this term, the new norm. It, it just it, it eats me up every time I hear it. I'm fed up with it. So, so... Here's the thing. I'm personally, I'm a, I'm a big, um, 
I'm, I'm kind of a by the book guy. I mm -hmm. believe in, uh, I believe in the law. I believe in following the law. I believe in the rule of law. But when people in authority begin abusing their authority and restricting people where they should not be restricted and, and causing harm, uh, the way that it's, is happening right now around the country. I had a, uh, an elected official say to me, um, uh, month and a half ago. He said, I, I wonder if I wonder if 10 years from now we're going to look back on this time and say, what in the world were we thinking? And I think that that's exactly right. But getting back to the law and how do we respond to this, the only reason... <laughs> uh, I'm not calling for, for anarchy. I, I don't believe mm -hmm. in that. But there comes a point where you have to say, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask. Because it's not good for me. Right. Because the truth of the matter is, it's not good for you. Now, if I'm having surgery of any kind and some part of my body's opened up, you better believe I want that surgeon and all the tech people to be wearing masks so that if they speak, the little spitballs don't come out of their mouth and go into, uh, you know, my open flesh. I don't yeah. want that happening. Right. So masks have a place. But to force everyone to force the healthy public to wear a mask uh, to protect against a disease that it can't protect against that is doing harm to them at the same time, especially to the children, that's wrong. Yeah. And I think it's time for people to just say no. You know, look, if everybody, if every employee, let's say that this is a restaurant and you're the boss, John, and you're saying, hey, all you guys, you have to wear masks because we want to look good and we mm -hmm. want people to think that they're safe when they come here. Um, and everybody says, we're not, no, we're not going to wear a mask because it's not good for us. And it's not going to protect anybody. What are you going to do, John? You're going to fire everybody? Right, right. Um, we did get a text, <clears throat> a guy named Tom. He's a sprint car driver, great guy. And he says, uh, haven't taken the helmet off since last race. Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tommy for you. Um, you know, if people want to know the truth, they want to find out more about Midwest Public Health Coalition. You've got some great literature out there. And, and the thing is, with your literature, this isn't just stuff that you pick and choose and you put on there. Uh, you, you have got the, the, true, the true stuff in here. And, and you've also got where this information came from on these pamphlets. Right. I mean, uh, you know, the World Health Organizations and, and all of these, um, they're all on there, and I think a lot of people out there would be surprised if they got their hands on these, uh, on some of this literature. But how can somebody, David, uh, get their hands on this and, and get a hold of some of this so they can they can start to figure out if they should wear a mask or not wear a mask? Well, last, I mean, um, the last time I was here, I said that the best way to contact us is through our website, um, and I gave the email address uh, info at realcovidfacts.com and then I went back and checked and it was not working uh, so I called tech support and and it's it's still not working I'm hoping to get it working um, I don't know if it's a if it's a conspiracy if they're trying to keep people from contacting us but um, but right now uh, I was hoping to, again have that done before I got here so I could say hey it's working now mm -hmm. um, what's the best way for you to contact us um, I, I, I could give a phone number, but it's, a, it's not the actual phone number for, uh, Midwest public health coalition that we have that phone number, but it's not hooked up yet. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, give me a minute to think about that. Okay. Well, if, it, if people want it, they could always just, uh, use our contact page and send their email and then we'd get that and we could just forward it on to you. That would be great, Paul. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you so could do that, that'd be fantastic. Just, all right. I'd appreciate that. Um, I, before we do leave here, uh, the very, very, very last thing I want to do is play that song. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll do great. that after all the, all the information in our outro stuff is done. But uh, David Waterman, anything else you want to add here before we cut you loose today? Um, I, I, did, I, did I quote this, this thing? This is from, uh, this is from the uh, United States Department of Labor. This is from OSHA's website, okay. uh, Control and Prevention, and it's dealing all with you know, COVID-19. But it says, note, a surgical mask on a patient or other sick person should not be confused with PPE for a worker. The surgical mask acts to contain potentially infectious respiratory secretions at the source. That's a person's nose and mouth. Mm -hmm. um, 
so so the CDC also, I think, confesses that cloth masks don't work. I want to paint a, just a, a short little picture, if I can. What these cloth masks do, they don't stop COVID-19, because if you've got COVID-19, it's all blasting out the back. Sure. It, this is not, like you said, a deadly, it's not the, it's, it's not the, the black death of the 14th century. Um, for most people who get it, it's going to be a very mild uh, infection at all. Um, infection does not equal sickness. So just because you test positive, just because you're asymptomatic, you may even have live COVID, mm-hmm. live uh, virus in your body. Sure. If you don't have symptoms, if you don't feel sick, it means you're not sick. Right. Okay. People are really confused by that because of the way that it's discussed on television. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're not sick, you're not sick. So um, it, the number of people that will be affected by this are so small. It's time for people to take the masks off. It's time for all the businesses to open up again. I don't think that any elected official has a right to tell me if my business is essential or non-essential. Because I can tell you one thing, to my family yeah. and to the families of those businesses, it's absolutely essential. Very I don't essential. care what you're doing. If you're mm-hmm. making confetti and that's how you put food on the table, that's essential. So the damage that's been done to us, the damage that's been done to, to our, our national debt, you know, we, we, spending what trillions oh of dollars of yeah. our children's future by sending people checks because they can't go to work, mm-hmm. the whole thing is, uh, is really in, insanity. And it's time to just stop and say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Okay. Um, I got a feeling we're probably going to be asking you back again. (laughs) Uh, David Waterman from the Midwest Public Health Coalition. Now, these are the pamphlets I was talking about, to mask or not to mask. That is the question. Uh, That is one of them. The other one here is confused about COVID. You're not alone. Now, these are very good reads. They'll take you about two minutes to read each one of them, and uh, they're all facts, and they are all backed-up facts. So if you can get your hands on these, you know what? We've got a couple copies here in the studio. If you want to stop by the studios here in the Grand Cities Mall, we're gonna, uh, we'd uh, love to have you let, let them read them. I'm actually going to try and talk to the, uh, the mall and see about getting them out on that stand out there. Okay. So you should uh, just be able to get them right in the Grand Cities Mall, um, just at the little stand where you can get the tidbits and all that kind of stuff too Mm -hmm. and uh thanks to everybody that followed us today uh tommy nathan ben eddie fiasco they're all watching us today and uh we're glad you did and again david waterman from the midwest public health coalition thank you so much for coming in again uh love having you you should just be a weekly guest here uh again special thanks going out today for integrity fundraisers let them help you you know in as little as two weeks they can help any school sports team youth group nonprofits. They can help you raise money for much-needed funds. Now, you can purchase their personalized water bottles or mugs with your name and logo on them. They're laser engraved. We've got a couple here in the studio. They're awesome. Uh, Maybe you want to thank your staff or anybody for the great work they do, or maybe gift some clients with their laser engraved drinkware. They also have uh, barbecue sets, cutting boards, poker and golf sets, growlers, flasks, all kinds of cool stuff. You know, they support businesses in need of business cards, brochures, any printed materials, design, laser engraving, and shipping. And uh, I tell you what, with over 300 clients, including GFBS, and $3 million raised locally and over 390,000 students served, they can help you to Integrity Fundraisers in the Grand Cities Mall. Call them up, 701-402-2171, and let Integrity Fundraisers help you. And again, now, we're looking for you to be a Podbean Premium subscriber for just 5 bucks. You'll be entered to, for some great giveaways that we're uh, going to be doing here soon. You go to your Play Store, you download Podbean, search GFBS, you hit Follow, you buy Premium, and you're all set. And again, uh, in case you didn't know, we're now on Amazon Music. Tell your smart speaker to play GFBS Podcast. You're all set. And we're looking for your five-star reviews on Google, too. Again, thanks to David Waterman, Midwest Public Health Coalition. Tomorrow, uh, City Information Officer for Grand Forks, John Bernstrom, is back on the show. It's been a while, so make sure you like us, share us, and tag us, too. We're Grand Forks' best source, giving Grand Forks an identity again. And we are going to leave you with a song on today's show. We've never done this before, but we're going to do it today. This is Steve Stewart, and uh, it's a pretty good song. We're GFBS. Have yourself a great day.
been shopping in this place for almost 15 years. And I've seen all kinds of viruses, but I've never lived in fear. Now I know that Corona's real and it probably ain't a lot to ask. But I ain't a bank robber and I ain't the Lone Ranger and I don't want to wear this mask. Take this mask and shove it. I ain't wearing it no more. Y'all look at me like I'm the devil when I don't wear it in the store. Don't even try to make me put it on or I'm walking out the door. Take this mask and shove it. I ain't wearing it no more. COVID-19's a real bad dude and they say there ain't no cure. Hydroxychloroquine or a new vaccine, I just can't be sure. Think I'll drink a little shine every morning when I start my day. Might not kill the virus, but it'll give me the courage to say, Take this mask and shove it. Corona needs to be gone. My woman stays home, spends all my money on Amazon. I just want to hug everybody like I did before. So take this plague and shut We ain't taking it no more. And take this mask and shut No, honey, I got it right here. I told you I was going to put it on. It's right here. I'm wearing it. 